Hey there, PNB listeners. Dylan here. Just want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, we lost the first 10-ish minutes or so due to some audio issues, and Kayla had to dip after because her computer crashed. So the intro is going to be just going cutting right to the chase a little bit this week. Um, but just kind of want to give you a heads up before you got into the episode. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. I've been playing, um, no, what have I been playing? Uh, it's a lot of old standbys, uh, your League of Legends is, uh, I've been trying to play more regularly. I'm actually having a good time. It's, it's been nice. Like, I, all my memories before You say that like you don't normally have a good time. Well, before 2019 in League of Legends, I always had a bad time, no matter what. Like, I was just, it, whether it was people I was playing with, or people I was playing against, or... And not to say my friends are being shitty or anything, but, like, they were just, you know, like, they did, it was a little tough for them, like, like, with somebody brand new to League of Legends. Playing on a MacBook Pro with a fucking trackpad, like, some kind of idiot. That was also part of it. It's just, like, why am I, why am I handicapping myself this much? Why can't I just get a goddamn $10 mouse? <laughs> so. uh, I mean, honestly, back in uh, college, when that game was kind of becoming the, the next big thing, and I was living in the dorms, in the like the common area, there would just be dudes on their you know MacBook whatever's playing with the trackpad too. And mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, obviously, it's not the ideal way to play. I'm just trying to say you're not alone. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I'm sure that's a lot of people's experience in it, and I'm I'm glad I have a decent setup right now. Actually, um, they had an employee appreciation thing at GameStop like a month ago, so you got like more of a discount on a lot of shit. And I got a Death Adder mouse. Um, which is, uh, it's, it's not like super advanced or anything. It's just kind of like the baseline for quote unquote gaming PCs. Which, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I feel like I'm going to slowly upgrade my computer piece by piece, but. I think this is the year to do it. Yeah, but yeah, there's so many big jumps this year, is the thing. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm going to have to have, I'm going to have to get a new fucking motherboard or something at this, at some point. Like, um, no, well, maybe not. Uh, not maybe not what um what is your preferred oh god uh, I'm manufacturer look this up. amd or nvidia um i don't have a preference but uh i guess uh it said amd uh, well okay so i mean obviously it's going to depend on what uh components you get what manufacturer you get uh, and what you already are running in in your pc but um, a lot of AMD's new components are backwards compatible, oh. I, b- I believe. So, um, and I think NVIDIA still are. But yeah. um, but uh, anything. But in the very near future, AMD components will not be. Hmm. So, so maybe just, just like to keep an eye might... more on NVIDIA. I mean, well, NVIDIA also it does the whole ray tracing thing with the RTX line. And the new AMD cards uh, don't, at least not yet. I'm not even sure if their architecture even allows for ray tracing, and that's going to be the big new thing for games. Yeah, uh, you know, in the future. For sure. I mean, that's where the tracing, new consoles so. are at are heading, and also solid state drive. Mm-hmm. But I already have a, one solid state drive. I'll probably it's only like 250 
gigabytes. So I only put like some big games I have on it just so they can run smooth. Um, but yeah. whenever whenever I get this upgrade, I'll probably get like a terabyte or something. You know, like sure. maybe have maybe have one for editing and one for games or something. Like that's not super <clears throat> uncommon. No, yeah, that's actually pretty wise uh, to to have uh, your your drive split up between the, that sort of thing. Yeah. Also, I don't even think solid state drives go up to a terabyte. Well, they yet. might. I thought they just started to. Do they go now? They they weren't very recently. I think they just started like not too long ago. I'll have, to, I'll have to keep my eyes peeled around tax time for sure. That's probably when I'll be be looking at making some of these moves for sure. Smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know because I, I I've enjoyed uh, my time with this. I'd say mid tier PC, and it's very customizable. It's built to like rip the guts out and put new guts in essentially. Um, so that's really that's nice. That's very nice. Um, but. I mean, just playing games on PC, it's been kind of my way to go. And it's once I got the two monitors set up, like, so that'll be the next thing is like, now I got to get actual monitors, not just fucking TVs I had laying around. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I, I've, th- even in the last couple of weeks, I've just seen a lot of announcements of like, here's like 360 uh, refresh rate or something on a monitor, like, eh. super crazy. Yeah. Like, I, well, that, some of that shit's like uh, definitely above my pay grade. But yeah, and it's also, I mean, we don't know <laughs> what uh, <clears throat> the specs right now for the the Xbox Series X is that it'll be able to do 120 frames per second and have a variable refresh rate. I uh, um, we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I just want 1080 60 to be the norm. Like I know 4K. Is the I think push, I think like, I mean 4K I, will probably at least upscale 4K will be the norm. Um, I mean, f- but like 60 isn't even standard on consoles now. Uh. 60 fps yeah right exactly and that's why i'm that's kind of where the skepticism in my in my tone's coming from is i don't think um, i see i don't think that's that's what you'll be able to do on like i don't think you'll be able to do 120 frames per second 4k on whatever the amd architecture of a of the xbox series x is i just i mean maybe maybe Asking Reese is probably better uh, than than me at this point because he knows a lot more than I do. But uh, from what I know, like you might be able to do 120 frames per second sometimes on games running at like uh, you know 1080p. Sometimes I don't think you'll right. see 4K and 120 at the same time. No, no, that sounds uh, pretty out there. Maybe, maybe on the PS5 or Xbox Series X Pro models in three years. Yeah. Or, well, and also part of the issue is that I don't know. HDMI cables can barely even deliver that that uh, that signal that fast. So, yeah, you have to get specialty cables mm-hmm. that are like really expensive for for a lot of this shit, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's just that's all going to be part of this if I take into account when upgrading my PC because, like, for right now. It does everything I wanted to do. It even streams pretty well, um, despite only having eight gigs of RAM. That's what I'll probably upgrade. Is I'll go to like sixteen at least. And that'll be good for editing. I'll just get some more RAM sticks. What's up? That'll be good for editing. Sixteen gigs is oh, for is, sure. That's for a sure. solid uh, amount for editing. Honestly, actually, I mean, if that thing, if you can do, do you know the video card in it off the top of your head? Um, i five, I think, is that a video card? That is a processor. Damn it. Sorry, I'm I'm very totally bad at my fine. Jargon. Not 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 trying to put you on the spot. Um, I was just curious. 
because uh, frankly, like if you, I mean, if it's a mid-tier PC right now, um, compared like compared to other PCs, then you're probably running games at about the fidelity that you can get on a PlayStation Four, maybe even like a PlayStation Four Pro, depending on your specs and stuff. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, like if you can do that, and if streaming works fine, like if you can stream a game from it, like onto your phone or to another device in your house. That's, I mean, everything's going to go that way. You might not have to make huge, huge, uh, huge gains yeah. or huge uh, purchases. And definitely not. That's at fine. The of that's the fine if that's where, like the Project X Cloud stuff, I'll keep my eyes peeled on that. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I would assume they're going to rope that into Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate or whatever they, they have their premium stuff going yeah, forward. I, 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 I would, would bet be on that too. Curious to see how all that works out. Um, but speaking of Xbox, um, I have been gathering, I haven't been playing that much, but I have been downloading and just keeping, uh, a lot of stuff compiled into one client. Uh, GOG Galaxy 2, uh, came out. GOG Galaxy is like, um, it, they're, I don't want to say GOG is the guys who make The Witcher, but they they are, right? Like that's, that's who they are. Um. Well, they have this client that ties in all your other clients into one big thing. So for all those people who complain about having one other fucking uh, program to open, technically it'll open the program still, but it's just in a nice, uh, sleek-looking library where I can keep all my games kind of going. And the cool thing about this one is that um, you can put any executable in there you want and then just like, load it up as much as uh, organize it and load it up as detailed as you want. So, so for stuff that's not going to appear on Steam or Epic Game Store, like emulators and stuff like that, you can still run that through this program, which is really cool. A lot of filtering uh, options, a lot of tabs, a lot of uh, just it, it's a really cool thing. Like I've been using it a lot more than just typical Steam or Battle.net or anything. Does it so. auto-populate with what you have installed? Or do you have to add all programs manually? So you will initially have to add all. Okay. And, uh, but with some stuff like Xbox, like they're partnered with Xbox specifically, so it'll automatically tie that stuff in. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, because I know God, but or... it'll register them and go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say Discord, um, Discord used to do that. I, they still, they have like that built in games launcher. Um, and s- I never could get it to work with all my other game. I, it worked for some, some Steam games and like yeah. some stuff, but you and, I, you and I can never get else, it consistently though. working. Like it, that, there's a reason why they stopped. <laughs> They stop selling games through Discord. Also, um, Steam does let you add certain programs, but it's um, it's not comprehensive. Like you can add emulator the emulator shortcuts through Steam, but it's Ex- not. executables and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But it's not. It's not I just I appreciate Gog's just visual fidelity because like they have these real clean looking banners and stuff. You can put everything in. You could put custom artwork in there if you want. You could tag it however you want. You could sort it by date completed if you wanted to. Oh, wow. Um, and with all the Epic game sales going on in the last couple weeks uh, of just free games, I'm just like, well, that seems like a good time as ever to do this. Like, <laughs> sure, I'll download FTL again. Why not? <laughs> I'll try Super Hot for the first time. I'll try Ape Out for the first time. Like they 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 has pretty compelling um just freebies up for grabs. Oh, did I talk about uh getting back into Spelunky last week? Cuz uh, I've gotten Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. But hey, well, that's a good game. I'm, I want to stream it. So I want to stream me going from bad to decent at that game. Uh I want to give that a shot cuz that game is so much fun. 
I love Splunky so much. I would watch that. When's that sequel coming out? When's that sequel coming uh, out? 2021. I gotta know. Uh, God. Please announce a Switch version before it's too late. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be Because <laughs> it's not going to be on PS4 at this point, man. <laughs> nope. I, you know what uh, I played Splunky on? The PlayStation Vita. Uh, Xbox 360. Oh, I played that on Vita, too. You know what? No hate. Yeah. That was great. That was a good version to play. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, that was like my. I think that was on PS Plus or something. If I if I remember right. I think so too. Yeah, I don't remember. Vita how I PS got it, Plus but... was. You never had to buy a video game for the Vita ever because you could just get PlayStation Plus and they would have you covered. It, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was a cool little system. <laughs> so many to have haters in college. Agreed. Yeah. That's when I played it the most. I remember like the most game. The games I played on it the most were definitely like the Sky of Four. And uh, Persona 4 Golden, um, like it was like before Switch really stole its thunder. It was definitely the JRPG machine of choice for me. I got to download PSP games on there, man. Yeah. Oh man, you can download. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about Final Fantasy IV: The Complete Collection. Uh, definitive version of Final Fantasy IV. Don't play the After Years and don't play this, the the Interquel. Uh, they're both garbage. Don't play the games. Uh, just play Final Fantasy IV and pretend it's all you have. What about the the DS version? Is that good? Nah. I have it. I've now, that's it. good. That is a good version. It, it's good, but it's also the hardest version by a mile. Um, and I think the 3D visuals aren't bad, but they can be divisive. I mean, some people just don't care for, like, you know, early, P- like, mid-tier PS1-looking graphics on their, their old-school RPGs. But, but then again, that might be the aesthetic that crops up the most in the next couple years. You know, like... Games like Hat in Time and Ukulele and stuff are harkening back to the like mid '90s yeah. 3D aesthetic. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that comes back in a big way. I mean, you got like Crash and Spyro remakes making it big. Obviously, the graphics have improved, but like people like those those titles and those vibes from that era are definitely uh, making a comeback of and, some kind. And so. like visuals, uh, indie games have visuals. Like Anodyne Two has a lot of. Uh, PlayStation, Saturn, almost Dreamcast-inspired looks to it. So that era, yeah. definitely. definitely. It, it's interesting because, like, as we go as we go further and further over the years, and people have nostalgia for newer and newer things. Like, I don't think the GameCube, Xbox, Wii era has that distinct visual style. Like, they were just going for more and more, not just realism, but just like sort of uh, quality visuals. Let's say. That like it, it would be hard to have a retro revival of that stuff. To be honest, I think I don't know. I think that the out of all three of those, the GameCube has the most visual identity. But that's just because, like, there's a there's a look to Nintendo's stuff at that time. Yeah, and, yeah, because like on GameCube, you weren't playing much else other than than, than Nintendo games. Yeah, Nintendo games and some Sega stuff, because that's when Sega started branching out to th- third party uh, support or whatever. Uh, so super monkey ball. Yep, exactly. And I, I actually used to argue, not argue. I used to contend that the GameCube was like the the successor to the Dreamcast in that sort of like visual and aesthetic, whatever. I, I get behind say. that. Um, I get behind that. that. One of the first fights I had with TL on the internet was that the GameCube was better than the Dreamcast. So you're wrong. Uh, if you want to actually call it, the... you're wrong. Uh, you're you know what? Wrong. You can only pl- you can only play Soul Calibur one and Final Adventure one so many times, and you know what? Shenmue sucks ass. So you really just Soul Calibur uh, one, Power Stone, uh, Skies of Arcadia. Uh, let's see, Code Veronica. 
Uh, Skies of Arcadia is better. Yeah, I'm gonna play, and you know what? Uh, you're gonna put Code Veronica over like, oh, here's RE4. Okay. Also, okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's also, a game that came out four or five years later. You're right. Yeah, I'm, but you're saying just like, okay, I'm gonna put the GameCube next to the the Dreamcast, and they're the same generation. For God's they sakes, they are not. Uh, yeah, that Dreamcast technically was like the sixth generation or whatever. Like it, it was the same generation as PS2 and Xbox. They it just died so quick, nobody fucking knows that. It literally had a, a, a shelf life of two years. If you took the two year like. The first two years of the PlayStation Four, you went and compare it to like the games that have come out now. It, it it's the same generation, but in the same way. Like I guess that's fair, like, uh, but I, I then I wouldn't. I use Code Veronica as like a huge plus when like I'm just saying there's because I know RE Five was like five. There's years a later, lot of great games on the Dreamcast. There's a lot of great and games on the GameCube, and a lot man. of them came to the so GameCube. Much. For instance, yeah, Skies of Arcadia, <laughs> Fantasy Star Online, uh, a bunch of Soul different Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur came to everything, and let's let's act like that GameCube Soul Calibur was actually good. It wasn't. It was the worst version. I mean, of it was the only version of Soul Calibur two anybody played. So that's absolutely a lie. What are you talking? That's the only about? version of it I've like, ever played. So yeah, like who? Like why would I play Soul Calibur two without Lincoln at all? I'm gonna play Spawn. Great. Or played on PlayStation with Hayachi. Sure. Okay. I, I look. I get it. You guys are younger, so like oh I my understand. God, you old man. No, it's not even old uh, man. No, it's just I understand. The dream. I'm not even. It, it, I'm not even that much younger than you. But the game. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, I'm the baby. I like split the difference between you and and Dylan. I'm not that much younger than you. I'm just saying the the GameCube is a fine system. It's a really good system, actually. One of my favorite games of all time. Dylan, you know I love Paper Mario. It's one of, I know you love Thousand Year Door. I know you'll go to bat for it. It's my favorite game probably ever. The Dreamcast was just, it's just I've, such a better system. Dreamcast, but if Dreamcast felt like such a time and place thing too. Like it, Obviously, for a lot of old systems, you, it, it's not super easy to just quote-unquote go back to it and experience it the way it was meant to be experienced. But like a lot of Dreamcast just is just like if you weren't there at the time – it feels really difficult to try and go back. I don't know. I think you could. I was gonna say I think you you could argue that the Dreamcast was cool because it really brought those those high end arcade experiences into the home. Yeah. But outside of that, dude, there's not that much there. There's. But, I, I, mean, I think the Dreamcast is awesome, and there's not that much there. Where and if you're comparing it to stuff like on the GameCube, which people like to think that like oh the GameCube didn't have any. And he, it didn't have that great of support. It wasn't, you know, didn't have that many games compared to other consoles or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it had Metroid Prime 1 and 2. It had Wind Waker. It had Twilight Princess. It had Say What You Will About Mario Sunshine. But it was there. And I, I can't think there. of that many. I, I can't think of many single-player experiences that were exclusive to the Dreamcast that you can't play anywhere else. Like, you can say Skies of Arcadia, but the better version of that game is on the GameCube. That is... Mm, mm. The encounter rate <laughs> is so much better. It's not... Like, it's not... I'm going to defer to Brendan on this one. I think he'd be he'd be more of a, uh, a voice on the matter than me on that. But I, it's, I will give it to you that if you aren't into Nintendo games or Nintendo charm or aesthetic then I could definitely see the case of, of like having a preference toward something like Dreamcast. Like it, it, it had a bit more variety in its third party offerings, even if its first party offerings were kind of butt. Um, 
And I don't know. Like, it, it, I can just list off a fucking laundry list of GameCube games that are like, oh, yeah, this, this is like an all-time classic of the 2000s. You're, it's like, no big deal. You're, it's just, you're right. It's Metroid the, Prime. Uh, the the Dreamcast did not have NBA Street Volume 3 starring Mario. You're absolutely right. Oh, my God. It did not have you're Super abs- Smash Brothers Melee starring Mario. Yeah, me- for God's sake. Which I know the community also probably murdered every all the goodwill Melee ever had, but Melee is so fucking good. Can I introduce you? F-Zero GX. I- Sega made the best Sega game on the game. Can I introduce you to, Isn't a, that cool? to a game called Power Stone? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Capcom, bring it back, please. There's like 17 Capcom games I want back. That's one of them. Please bring it back. Please, I'm just saying. Twenty twenty. Do you bring it? Do you bring it to Evo? I don't fucking uh, know. I, I, if Power Stone <laughs> ever gets announced, I will probably cry on the internet. Make the Evo run. Like what? Power Stone no, 3? Did you, you you remember the? You remember when Shinmu, uh, which is a bad game, which I bought. I still, I have the code. <laughs> I still haven't downloaded it because it can't hurt me if I never download it. Um, this is true. Uh, but no, like you know, remember that video when it first came out when the guys from game trailers like lost e- their shit easy allies yeah. or yeah game trailers at the time yeah i will be doing that when power stone gets announced i'm just going to lose my shit that's going to be me when i see an actual like uh when i see let's say the launch trailer for metroid prime 4 not another fucking here's a logo and a fucking dangling keys but like are we sure that's not there's, like game 100% 100% <sighs> Yeah, they they just uh, they just hired a bunch of new uh, visual effects artists <clears throat> for environment uh, and level so design. So it's not it's not vaporware, but it's also probably the end of the Switch's life well, cycle game. That... I don't know. I think if you're basing it off of the rumors that we heard, uh, was it yesterday or today about the magnesium case uh, switch the upgrade new switch, with switch a Pro? better CPU? I think that you're gonna see. Less of a defined. Would that be a launch game for that? Maybe I don't think it's. I mean, maybe, but I don't think you're gonna. I don't think we're gonna need to worry about like the Switch's lifespan. I think it's more of like what, like an evolution of of the Switch oh, as a device, okay. a la okay. an iPhone or something like that. So, so. well, so somebody brought this up on Twitter, but do you think the future of the Switch is like? maybe for at least the immediate future like what if they put some guts in a dock because it's been yes. suspiciously difficult to find a <laughs> well dock. there was a so like what what if what if you have the switch have the power it has now but then the dock can kind of kick it to overdrive nintendo's already patented the external additional computing thing that it uh people thought might have been for this original switch but it wasn't uh i think hmm. i think you could totally see that in a even if it's just like an upscaler like a 4K upscaler or a 1080p upscaler, something like that in there, totally makes sense. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's out of the question. I don't. They've established this is it, it's an idea. It works. People like it. Um, and so it's what they're gonna stick. With. I think so. And they'd be foolish not to. I think so. I think. No, I get it. I get it. And I think honestly, I think it makes more sense for companies like say. Microsoft to put a streaming service on the Switch so that they are technically in the handheld space and that and that the Switch technically has Xbox One Series X equivalent games on it, you know? 
What a fucking weird world that Nintendo would kind of stumble into if that was the case. So it's just like, we're technically behind the ball when it comes to technology, but not really. I'm not because we've been kind of in secret, like, yeah, I'm not you know, going to having Xbox infrastructure. I'm in not there. banking on it, but I think is a there is a not zero happen. chance. Yeah, there's a not zero chance that it could happen. Um, I mean, I can buy Ori in the Blind Forest on it right now, and then load up my Minecraft save from my Xbox to my Switch. You know, right. like it, the the trappings, I guess, are kind of there. That I would be, I would be very interested to see how if they try and do X Cloud or any kind of streaming, because like they already do streaming in Japan. They yeah. because it's they just have a better interconnection overall. Like you can play like Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the Switch in Japan, only in Japan. Because you can just stream it. And so, okay, I'm going to use uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 as an example here. Fantasy Star Online 2 oh. is on the Nintendo Switch, and you play it over a streaming, uh, through streaming. Uh, the game is not actually played locally on, on the device. Uh, back when uh, Phil Spencer was being interviewed about uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 being announced uh, by them at E3... On the Giant Bomb stream, he was like, no, it'll come on all the other consoles. They're just going to play it through xCloud. Like, he just straight up said it. So, I mean, if it's going to be on the Switch, you're going to be playing it through through xCloud. I, that, to me, seems like if it's going to happen, if there's going to be games like that that use xCloud and are going to be on the Switch, potentially, I think the chances are there. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't think if there's going to be a Metroid Prime 4 gameplay thing i don't think you're gonna get it until 2021 and then you'll play it in 2022 on the whatever the new version of the switch is definitely just i i man i hope they bring back the multiplayer for prime 2 <laughs> i don't want it to be online but i i had a surprisingly decent time with that uh, when i was a There's kid some cool maps i think i might have player mode too yeah, yeah, and all, all the integration with like Morph Ball stuff, yeah. like man, that was so cool. I get why they couldn't really do that for Prime Three. Um, also, I don't really like Prime Three all that much. Um, it's my second favorite but... of the whole bunch. Really, you like it more than two? Yeah, yeah, a lot more. In fact, I have problems with two. But yeah, I hope they bring back the red Metroid and the blue one. And the yellow Here's one. Here's the orange Metroid. The, Here's the green From the Metroid. iconic Metroid game, Metroid 5 uh, Freedom Force. Freedom... <laughs> What's the name of that game? Do not invoke the name of Federation, Federation Force while I am in this Force. call. Yes. The, you don't want to play a game where the final boss is a giant is is a giant Samus morph ball? Uh, no, you don't. Fuck What off. is the bigger fuck you... Um, Fan like game from franchise is it Federation Force or is it Metal Gear Survive? Uh, Survive like at least sounds like that the people who made Federation Force might have had a good time. Survive sounds like it was miserable for everybody involved. Wait, what's the what was the Resident Evil one? Was it Resident Evil Outbreak? Uh, no, you're thinking of Operation Raccoon City and or Umbrella Corps, mm. two very bad shooters in the RE series. You see, before RE7, kids, uh, Resident Evil was kind of a laughing stock for a few years there. It was uh, in real rough shape. So I, You had some stuff like Revelations sort of tiding the, 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 the hate, but most of Resident Evil was kind of shit. I maintain Resident Evil 6 is fine. It's not great. It's fine. I don't know. 
fi- it, fine in a vacuum, sure, but like I have no desire to ever fucking replay all four or five of those fucking stories again. I mean, like I said, oh, Chris is an alcoholic. Great, the Ada stuff. He's, is, he's punch- the Ada stuff is legitimately good. Um, that should have just been the game. It's just Ada, and then like splice in some Leon and Chris stuff. Uh, Jake Wesker is still the dumbest thing of all time. That's uh, and he's teamed up with like fucking Sherry Birkin like as a thirty year old or something. Yeah, that, I mean that's dumber than the the ending of the la- of uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Like that, it's it's that level of dumb. Oh boy, you got some stiff competition. Uh, it, it, they're both dumb. It's it's really they're both stupid. very dumb. I saw yeah, that movie but, again this weekend. I have not. I I've, I've maintained I'm going to watch it once and then that's it. I don't ever need to see it again. I don't want to. I don't want to see it again. The more I think about it, the less I like it. But I don't want to just turn it to some kind of like n- you know negativity monster so, online. Here's my here's my thinking about that. After watching the movie, and then Brandon, like, because you've seen it more, you can kind of put yourself yeah. on it. If I divorce myself from everything I like about Star Wars and mm-hmm. from that last movie, actually defining Star Wars, it's an okay movie. Like I. Like, when I walked out of it, me and my buddy did not have a good time. But his wife enjoyed it. She was like, you know, it's a fine movie. I was like, you know what? If I, and I, and I said this at the theater. If I if I step away from it and stop trying to make it narratively work with the rest of the franchise, you know what? It's a pretty okay film. At the end of the day, it's a pretty okay film. Some of the shots are really great. Um, and, I mean, the action's really fun. It's a really okay film. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something right now. I kind of like it. I think it's fine. Like yeah, I mean, point. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's fine. I, like as taking it on its own terms is fine. I, I don't. I know we know people who have very strong feelings about that movie, whether they've seen it or not. They have very strong feelings about that movie, and uh, they are completely valid. And I can't fault anybody who's who's seen it and was disappointed that they completely dropped almost entirely. Uh, some of the more interesting aspects of what the last Jedi was setting up, that's fine. Um, but it's fine. I saw it a second time. I was like, at first, I was really not interested in seeing it again. But a friend of ours wanted to go see it, so I went with him. And I was just watching it, and I was like, actually, this this movie's fine. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's it's a it's a fine film. It's not yeah. revolutionary. It doesn't have to no. be revolutionary. It could just be a movie. No, and actually it does some things. Look, there's a moment at the very, very end of that movie where my I had a little bit of a nerdgasm because one of my favorite things in the Star Wars Extended Universe canon uh, finally made it on, on screen. And I was like, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. That's great. And, and, then, they, and, the, <laughs> and then they ruined it by having the worst the, – the worst scene of all time ever written by, like, I hope when they wrote that, somebody was like, this is just a placeholder, right? They're like, yeah. And they just forgot to change it. <laughs> they just forgot to change the placeholder. <laughs> one of the worst, like, are you talking about the, the last, dumbest, the, the very little last, last line? The, the very last line. It's so stupid. It yeah. Was, <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> really? This is what you're going to end? This is, this is how you're going to end the Skywalker saga with, like, how. I from from what I'm looking at, Jedi look pretty fucked up right now. So I don't know. Honestly, the whole <laughs> the, the whole uh, the whole lead up to that character saying that line, the the whole journey that character goes on to say that line is the only thing about that movie that I truly have any 
issue. Like, like, uh, like I could sit down and write an op-ed uh, about what I, re- I that being what, the only thing I really don't like about that movie. And I feel like, yeah. but I feel like everything outside of that, it was just totally what it's fine it's totally fine yeah it's but that's the thing is like it's whatever but well i think ultimately i'm not saying i'm not saying that i'm not saying that star wars deserves to be like this fucking oscar Beatty. like you know we have to have a return of the king everybody like we have to bring it all together we have to have our even our avengers endgame if i can invoke that Mm -hmm. but like i don't know there's some weird shit in there of just like 3po gets fucking bullied all the time they rewrote uh poe's character to be like a drug smuggler when in fact his parents were rebel war heroes actually but they just kind of flushed that down so i that is actually one other thing that i would bring up as well the entire sequel trilogy has, it feels like no one had any roadmap. It, they all feel completely weirdly disjointed and disconnected from each oh. other. Like they're right. all For sure. reacting and undermining each other in weird ways. And to be fair, I recently rewatched the entire series with my girlfriend, and we noticed that all of the movies do that. It's just what they do. However, the the prequel trilogy for as fucking bonkers bad as it can be there is a coherent through line through all of those movies and the same can be said at least for the last two or i would say the the second half of from like the second half of empire through jedi there's a coherent through line there isn't a coherent through line through any of of the new ones and um, for sure and that's yeah that's a problem i like all three of them on in different ways i not interested in like ranking them because I think I don't know I can't decide which one I like. Well, I, I, just, <laughs> but, I, um, I think I but think yeah. what I think the ultimate I think ultimately where this this came into folly of is we all want to get to that nostalgic feeling of when the first time you saw Star Wars and like it it meant something like extremely profound to you and you want to like relive that or even if you didn't see it. Like, because, like, we're, we're getting to the age now where people would have grown up on the prequels, right? But they would yeah, have had somebody... Hello, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah but, like... but they, would have to, <laughs> they would have somebody in their family who was like, oh, well, here are the good ones, right? Like, you always want to catch that ride. I think that's the... I think that's ultimately the folly of Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and their whole, like... In their whole operation. like operation and going through these, because to me the feelings of that of, of of honestly the feeling of Rise of Skywalker was every time it was trying to say like yeah but do you remember like yeah spoilers for this movie and it's like it's like this is an inconsequential spoiler but this is the one that like it really just pissed me off when they fucking give Chewie the medal like oh yeah. I know you fans really wanted him to have this medal here you go. If I, if I'm Chewbacca, I'm like, I'd have been like, bitch, Fuck that you. was like, that was like 30 years ago. All my <laughs> friends are dead. Fuck you. Like, it was, uh, it was just a big fuck off moment. And that's like, unfortunately, that's what that movie, those movies came, like the opening crawl was, hey, um, yeah, that whole movie the happened. The dead speak. But did you know Palpatine's still alive? He's been here the whole time, pulling the strings. But here's some weird fucking laboratory full of Snoke clones. I'm like, oh, th- this doesn't mean anything. Like, you haven't explained anything. So what, there's just more Snokes that he's just going to imbue with the Force <laughs> and they or were, whatever the fuck? They were, not, they were not 
so subtly hinting at that might being uh, might be a possibility in that first movie and then Ryan Johnson rightly so completely undermined it and then honestly the first 30 m- minutes of Rise of Skywalker is uh feels like JJ Abrams not just reacting to what Ryan Johnson did and trying to shift it uh, to how he wants it felt like him being like here's my what my second movie would have been and then mm. when that when Rise of Skywalker no, finally takes a breath and lets a scene go on for longer than 30 or 40 seconds then you're really watching his third movie but it felt like he took little bits and pieces of Ryan Johnson of of the last Jedi you know with Luke being on Achito and all that stuff and he kept that he he held on to that as much as as much as you know he he needed to and the rest of it he's like no actually here's what my second movie would have been was this and and here's what my third movie would have been and so it i'm not saying that 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 forgives it for anything and i'm in a weird way i'm almost okay with the fact that he did that cuz it's like yeah okay fine like just get to what you want to do but um <laughs> it just it's it is it is um a problem when you view it from a more uh like out, out, not with without your nostalgia goggles on, without your fan goggles on. You just look at it as, as a piece of uh, filmmaking, and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah, that was dumb. That he, he now, didn't do that. I did see Knives Out again. Um, this time with the director's <laughs> commentary. I, I think Knives Out is one of my top ten favorite films of all time. Oh wow! I I don't know if I've enjoyed watching well and. and and I look at it like this, like, I'm a huge fan of murder mystery stuff. Like, I love the Agatha, Agatha Christie books. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Perot character. Like, I, I've watched, like, the Maltese Falcon, like, all, like old school, old school history stuff. Um, and like I said, I, I, I love it a lot. Um, and this movie, it just, it, it was, it was that, there's a lot of earnestness to the characters, uh, uh, Benoit, which is uh, the character played by one uh, Daniel Craig, is one of my favorite new um, uh, detectives. Even though, like, I, I just keep hearing uh, Kevin uh, Spacey from uh, House of Cards because he's doing that, <laughs> like that. Um, he's doing that, like uh, Southern Louisiana accent. So that's always throwing me off. But I, I, I love that movie a lot. That movie is great. There's a lot of great performances. Um, I'm, I love Chris Evans in that movie, but to me, he wasn't even, like, the best performance. Like, it's a great performance from Don Johnson. Uh, Ian McShane as a, is just so, not Ian McShane, but, um, Michael, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon? Who played Zod? Michael Shannon was Zod. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Michael Shannon is so good in that fucking movie. Like, it's so great. And then, like, the main actress, I didn't even, re- like, recognize her. She's the same actress that was in um, the Blade Runner 2049, uh, who played, like, um, Ryan Gosling's AI. The AI. Yeah, AI's uh, wife, girlfriend thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's just, and then Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously great in that movie. Like, Gotta give Christmas and the Cranks co-star the, uh, the, the big ups. It's Like I said, it's a really great movie. And then the, the dude from... Um, from Get Out and um and uh 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 what's what's the fucking what was the telemarketer movie? Was it Black year? Panther? No, no, it wasn't Black Panther. Um, the telemarketer movie from last year. Um, sorry. Thank, thank you for listening. Thank, no, it's not thank you for listening. It's like 
Uh, what the hell's it called? Fuck, it's a really good I, movie. I know what you're talking yeah. about. But that guy's really good in the movie. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen Knives Out, I recommend it. Like, it's a full-on, tremendous film. I've seen it three times in the theater already. Like, it's one of my top ten favorite films of all time. I love that movie so much. It's on my list Sorry. to see. Uh, for sure, for sure. I gotta see it soon, too, before it gets the fucking Oscar season. Uh, please see it. That movie should win every award. <laughs> um, But yeah, we, we actually, I think... Uh, Brandon, have you been... You said you haven't been really up to anything, really? No, I saw Star Wars, and then after I saw Star Wars, I almost died, and, uh, and then... Um, <laughs> God. So, okay. So we we were at this theater and it was uh, one of those one of those cin- either Cinemark or Regal doesn't matter. Um, we had no idea that there was a second floor in this theater, and not only was there a second floor that you can leave for uh, the specific auditorium we were in. You go around this, this corner. There's this hidden little exit sign, and we're like, "Whoa, what the fuck? You can leave this way? Cool." So we walk out, and it's just this tiny little nook, and there's an elevator. And we're like, "This building has an elevator!" So we hit the button, and we were all kind of like, "Uh, you know, I'm gonna get shot by stormtroopers when they open the elevator, all that stuff, whatever." <laughs> we were just making all these jokes about about the movie, and so we get it in. Uh, the doors close. I hit the button, and for like a solid like. Actually, I'm sorry. We walk in and, and like the elevator feels kind of rickety, and we're like, "Oh wow, this is this is kind of an older elevator or something." Doors close. I hit the button for like a couple seconds. It didn't do anything, and then <laughs> it shakes violently oh, no. to the side and felt like it was about to go into a free fall, and I fell to my knees <laughs> because I was so God. I was so startled by <laughs> the sudden movement, and <laughs> me, my girlfriend, and our friend. We're laughing like we were laughing in tears because of like just the adrenaline and the shock of it all. And we open it, the doors open, and there's like everyone else who was in the auditorium filing out, and us like on the floor of an elevator, crying uh, both out of out of joy for not being crushed to death and just the absurdity of the whole thing. Just adrenaline fueled exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. Holy hell! Yeah. And we had already. I mean, you would have fallen what one story. <clears throat> Oh, maybe, but here's the thing: is this is in a, a shopping mall that has several basement floors. So, so oh dear God. So yeah. So I no. I don't know how far <laughs> the actual elevator would have gone down. We just I mean we knew that the that there were multiple floors in the in the shopping mall, of course, but we had no idea that there was an elevator in the theater. Anyway, um, so that was the most exciting part of seeing Skywalker again. Um, <laughs> you had the, you had the Jedi watching over you the whole time. Yeah. You had your fucking yeah, totally. your your vision quest of just yes uh, of of all these side characters talking was, to you. It was so. it was incredible. Um, and then no, I dude, I I'm in this weird lull of games. I kind of talked about it last time I was on playing Dragon Quest, playing Final Fantasy XI, playing <coughs> Breath of the Wild, etc., etc., etc. But not really playing them at all very much. And not for very long when I do play them. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at like the release schedule that we know. And unless there's some crazy like announcements soon, or that Nintendo Direct tomorrow is like, hey, there's a b- bunch of 
crazy Pokemon DLC or another Nintendo Direct later the month or something. There's just nothing that I'm interested in until that Mega Man ZX uh, <coughs> and Serial Collection um, later in, uh, in it February. Or like don't late. forget about the remake of uh, tri- of Trails of Mana. Yeah, that that's but that's not confer- that doesn't have a confirmed release date yet. What I'm saying is there's nothing like on the near like within the, the coming mm-hmm. weeks or whatever until the end of February for me. Um, and I mean, unless unless Dragon Ball Z Kakarot defies all the odds and is like a fucking I'm gonna I'm gonna defer contender. to your opinion on that one. You know, I like Dragon Ball. Yeah, but, uh, I'm gonna defer your yeah. opinion on that one. But um, and I I have a I have a high tolerance for okay gameplay if i like everything else around it right. so I'll, I'll i'll try and come at it from a, 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 a objective angle yeah. hey, don't forget yeah. don't forget kingdom hearts mind comes out here to shatter shatter my mind can't wait to, to <laughs> can't wait to play as Kyrie for three definitely, seconds definitely gonna fucking... let you take the reins on that one tl and i will can't just, wait to uh... fucking go target shooting with my fucking copy of kingdom hearts 3 i can't wait to yeah. see what brig or i'm sorry uh whatever zigbar zigbar <laughs> out of fucking nowhere <laughs> i haven't got chessy on that fucking ending to that game and I was sleep deprived because I had it was around this time of year, and I had like stayed up. It was like, like yeah, it was like exactly <coughs> this time last year. Well, so I had here's my journey with beating that game. I had got to the the end game thing, and I was like, oh, this I'm at the I'm at the key key uh, keyblade graveyard. You know what? I probably have maybe an hour, maybe two hours left. I'll power through. I've been up for 24 hours, but you know what? I'll power through. I have like two hours left. But fuck it. Why not? <laughs> a whole 15 hours later, um, I was just <laughs> so angry at the fucking game that made me go and like, oh, hey, we're going to be in this existential crisis area where you're going to be chased by this little uh, this little uh, fucking... Existential uh, crisis. <laughs> this little fucking cat. That looks like Kari. I mean, it sounds like Kari from fucking Digimon. And she's going to tell you about how all the bad things are. And how you need to be with your soul. And can you get with everyone's soul? And then you come back. And then you... And then, and then they go into this other game where it's like, Hey, you know, Nomura, this is what Nomura actually wanted Versus 13 to look like. And now we can play that game, maybe. Wink. Ugh. I I I I I laughed unironically three times in that game. I laughed when you go to Hercules World and it said Kingdom Hearts two point nine. Uh, to I, <laughs> I that I, made me laugh too when I, I was watching Hannah play it at that point. I'm like fuck you. Yeah, I literally just yelled fuck you at my TV screen when I saw two point nine. I was like just literally <laughs> eat shit and die. Um. And, I, yeah, I laughed at the end of the game, and I laughed right when you go to Toy Story World, and they literally show you, like, it was like Nomura saying, hey, you know, Square took away Final Fantasy Versus 13 for me, but here's what my Versus 13 would look like. Here's not Ignis, here's not Noctis, uh, and here's my main character who looks like Sora, but has a red and blue eye. Like, ugh, it... It was so, it was so crazy. It's, it's, it was so it's crazy. a... I would love just to get the design docs for that game. That game was a fever dream of, like, just bullshit. Like, Brendan, do you know that you go through the Let It, the Let It Go part of Frozen? 
I yes, I know. I <laughs> yeah. So like, if you've never if you've never seen Frozen, <laughs> then just play Kingdom Hearts three because you can just watch well, fucking Frozen. I haven't, but I don't need to watch Sora and what's her face duet the whole stupid thing. No, they don't duet. She oh, they sings don't? it. So this is the thing. It is. It, it's just shot for shot. It, no, no, no. It's not even just shot for shot. Okay, so in that movie, it's kind of up in the air. Is if that is that a digest a digest diagenetic scene? Like, is she really singing? Or is it just like a musical where it's just like kind of like, you know, uh, offset thing? No, she is actually singing Let It Go because you have Sora, Donald, and Goofy running around fighting Heartless while she's singing this song. It's like, wait, we need to tell her that the Heartless are coming after her. And it's just like, why? Why is this? Why is any of this? This all sucks. All of this. Sucks. No, see, see if you watch if you watch the deleted scenes of Frozen One, if you go to the animatics, that's actually canon. Uh, uh, there's actually Sora with the Heartless back there. The, the Heartless is supposed to interrupt her song and she had summon a giant monster, but if you, crazy. If you want to hear, I mean, this all feeds into the same thing. If you want to hear about a fever dream of a fucking Nomura game, uh, you should read about what Versus Thirteen was going to be, like. It was at one point going to be a fucking musical. That game was going to be a musical <laughs> about teenagers who worship gods of death. That is what that game was going to be. Wait, so, you, what, did you did you see the trailer though of his of his versus thirteen in yes, Hearts? the yes Virum Rex. Rex yes yes I because it doesn't I had a moment I had a moment. Uh, around this time last year where I just had to know. I had zero interest. I don't care about Kingdom Hearts. But I watched my brother when we were in... I, I was in high school, and I watched him play the, the that second game after enjoying the first one pretty well a few years earlier. Then I watched him play the second one, and I was like, fucking what am I watching? And then, <laughs> ever since then, it has, like... it. You know, whenever Kingdom Hearts crops up on a podcast or something, or like last year when Teal was talking about it a lot, I was so morbidly interested in this bullshit, and I just had to know. So I watched like ninety percent of the fucking cutscenes in that stupid game. Honestly, it just, here's the thing: like, the uh, people don't didn't be able to talk about how crazy Virumrex is. It's just like this weird fucking slice of vanity. That, so, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't think in there. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to go out of my way. I don't think Kingdom Hearts. Uh, is that is I don't think it's that bad, and I don't think I, those games seem fine, and I'm glad that people got Kingdom Hearts three. But every time that I hear st- about the stuff that like, like like some of that stuff that Nomura pulls is just it's it's like it's nearly Kojima levels of spite. Like it's so good. Um, and yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, to be fair, it looks neat. I would play that game. Sure, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I give Kojima a lot of shit, which is unfair. Well, no, I do give, I give, I do give uh, no more equally as much shit. Like, I just think they're both. I think they're both assholes. I think they both are not as good creators as they think they are, and they like. I don't give a shit when no one says I've never thought Kojima is like this, auteur genius. Like he's a dude who writes writes stories. And they're fine, but they're also well, I very think, stupid. I think he has. I think to Kojima's credit, he is really good at designing the minutia of a game. He really is. Yes. He can he can design the hell out of a system, 
of a game. He can't write dialogue at all, and uh, some of that stuff is real crazy. And some of his and some of his bullshit minutia in games is uh, like it's dissonant in the games. It doesn't make sense that you would be you could do all the different things that you can do. It, it's weird, and it doesn't need to be there. But uh, I would say that that's what if I was gonna give Kojima any sort of auteur moniker, it would be the fact that he could design things in his games well. That's it. Yeah. And Nomura, for I mean, you can look at you can look at any character and go, "That's a Nomura character, for better or for worse." And to that is, I mean, that's an important thing. He has a, a, a recognizable visual design and. Um, and just a language to the way that he designs his characters that is completely his own. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. But you also give him fucking stupid ass names. Well, <laughs> you know. But there's there, there there's meaning behind it all. You got yeah you know, uh, like, yeah yes. Uh, all... <laughs> Sam Porta Bridges or Uncle Sam Porta Bridges. It is mom. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to reforge the the iron connectors of America and really bring us all back to what matters, man. And that's uh, preventing giant explosions from babies touching. Hey, you know what? Here's here's growth. I I knew that game wasn't for me, and you know what? I let people enjoy that game. It's a um, game. It's a it's a really good game. I will take. Yeah. Now now it. now. Now Brendan and Reese are just all in, and I'm just like, "What is happening?" I did not expect Reese to 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 okay, well, to okay, that game as much as, he, to, as, as much as he is. I'm gonna say that I was shocked that Reese was in, all in and had the was so moved by the storyline that to me I was like, "I don't care. Just let me just let me deliver stuff. That's all I want to do. Let me be this futuristic <laughs> undead, like like land of the dead uh, delivery man. I, I just want to." give pizzas and playstations to people who can't travel outside because the rain will make them turn into an old person. Yeah. I don't know. Like I thought the story was stupid, but who am I? I, Oh, it's I, done. I, I hate it. The story's bad. <laughs> like the world building's cool, but the story's bad. I just like it. Cause it's fun to move. Like I like that game for the same reason. I like breath of the wild. Like I said, like four episodes ago, it's a fun game. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, people enjoyed it, but again, I literally am looking at, like, I was thinking about doing a Game of the Decade, my Game of the Decade list, and, like, on my list is Bioshock Infinite, because I really like that game. I, I think the politics of that I game, I think the politics of that game fucking sucks. Uh, the Daisy Fist I, I, stuff. Even, even, like, including all the, all that stuff, like, if I had to make a top ten of the decade, there's just too much good stuff, man. Yeah, there's no, too, I, I think there's it's... way too many solid games that, like, I'd probably put, like, Monster Hunter World I, I and just Dragon really, Ball Fighters I really and loved... fucking Breath of the Wild. But Bioshock Infinite, to me, I loved that game because it, it spoke to me. I think it, I think it's not a great game. I, I, I push back on the not a good game. I think it is a good game. I think a lack of a final boss fucking sucks. That last, that last boss fight, Bioshock Infinite's with the songbird and with the songbird Oof. and you have to like attack the ship that that's fucking terrible but the fucking ending is fucking great i loved it like when fucking uh emily just chokes the shit out of you like it's like all these different versions of emily just 
literally choking the shit out of you, fuck yeah. Like, that's a fucking powerful-ass ending. And also, Booker DeWitt is also a racist, is that you realize. Like, that's another thing. It's like, it's like oh, this is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I really... I enjoyed Bioshock Infinite. So, I, that's why I've I just... What I've made as a as a as a I guess resolution revolution resolution resolution there you go for this year is to just let people enjoy their shit like I knew that game wasn't for me like I saw it and I was like oh it literally is just walking okay and again Brendan you're absolutely right people are gonna get that and be like hell yeah this is gonna be for me and I can't wait to see when somebody innovates on what his design aspect was on that. And it makes a game that I'm like interested in playing. Well, with, let me uh, with, hit, mm-hmm. with that engine. Wait till I hit you with the this hot design doc I've been working on. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that game's cool. Um, yeah. We should talk about other games we played. We should, we should do that. We should talk about other games we played. Other oh. None. I'm oh, on this podcast. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that Pokemon Black Two White Two. I'm gonna do that because it's, it's good game. Because there are no really other good. games I want to play right now, so I'm gonna do that. Yeah, Pokemon no, Black Two White Two. Uh, gave that game a ten. Great. Gave I haven't played. No, it, you so. gave Black and White One a ten. I gave Black and White Two a nine five. Uh, <sighs> which uh, might be foolish in hindsight, but we'll see. I I just found I liked End Story a lot. Uh, more than in store, ends kind of a cameo in Black and White Two. Um, yeah, and like the plot in Black and White Two kind of just devolves back into like here's Solaris, but actually it's guess this again. It's get it's it's Emperor Palpatine before Emperor Palpatine actually. Yeah, when I think about it. I mean, like I said, I, I just like, I, I really just love it was me the whole time. Yeah, I just really loved Black Damn and White. It. I think that story was so great. Um, no, so like yeah, it's I don't know. Um, I guess I could talk about stuff I've been playing. So I. I've kicked the Monster Hunter tires again. Um, oh, here we go. And here I thought we were going to wrap up soon. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. no. So, get Iceborne. <laughs> All right. So, right now, I so I decided to take on a... I was like, you know, I want to get back into swing of things. I haven't played... I haven't, I haven't touched Monster Hunter in a whole year. Let me go fight a Rathian. Um, okay. Did I die? <laughs> um... So yeah, I'm kind of getting back in. Um, there's like this new. So like, if you if you get the Iceborne uh, DLC, which I was so thankfully given uh, by Mister Brennan, um, the Iceborne DLC like you get like extra armor, mm-hmm. and you get uh, an extra weapon slot, like the Defender weapon yes. slot, and it's really cool. Like it's really good. So I just got this Defender sword. So I cannot wait to go like wreck shit with this like level 2 defender sword. You should be able to go through most uh, you definitely go through all of low rank and maybe most of high rank with just that set to be honest. Yeah. You might have to like do some some gemming to you know pick up resistances here and there but yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh and if you ever need, you know, any uh any help with uh, taking down something, I'll just I'll just hop in with whatever, whatever I'm running and. <laughs> yeah, I'll hop in too because I'm I'm, when I stopped playing my turn of world, I was end of high rank, so I know I'm not super behind when it comes to like where TL is. Yeah. Um, 
my litmus test for like, am I back in the swing of things with Monster Hunter? Like, can I uh, defeat Nair Gigante? Because uh, he was kind of my litmus test for like, I mastered. I felt like I mastered a weapon when I could beat Nair Gigante in like eight minutes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Solo. Yeah. Uh, eight we, minute Nerg uh, run so solo Nerg run. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, I might have, I might have, you know. Slacked off a bit. Maybe maybe I need a full squad to take on like a, a nerd run, but we'll see. Well, like I said, I um, I I've I've moved. I have this fast internet. One of the points of getting this fast internet because I want to start streaming stuff. And I I was like I said, I, I really wanted to start like streaming Iceborne uh, with you guys. There's and that's a, gonna be there's a there's a small part of me that wants to get it on PC and just have like a fresh run with you. Or me, or maybe Brendan too. I'm not. I'm not know. getting it on PC. I have this PlayStation well, Four. Uh, the thing about Damn. the thing about the uh, the PC version that is, it, uh, I mentioned it before, but it it's um its roadmap for DLC is just so far behind the the PS4 version. Like the PS4 version's gearing up to get at least one or two more monsters by the time that uh, Iceborne on PC will be getting its first one or two. And so, and and they are going to be supporting it f- on PS4 for the next year at least. So I don't know if I want to wait another year to get to the point. Like, I don't know. And I've already sunk so much time into my character and whatnot on on mm-hmm. Monster Hunter uh, World on PS4. That's a lot. But I will totally play it on play- PlayStation 4 with y'all. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um... And then also, I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters, and Dylan, I was going to tell you this, I was going to actually text and see you. I am now, oh boy, in the entire world, the number sixty, no, sorry, number six hundred and twenty-fifth ranked Videl player. In the all right, so as you get like higher up in rank, like you actually like they put like that moniker on there, and I'm like I'm actually placed ranker, ranker now. I I'm I'm good enough. To be ranked, I'm not good enough to be good in place at Evo. But I'm good enough to be ranked. <laughs> I mean, you're good enough to be a ranked Videl player. But, I mean, does that speak to... Uh, maybe there aren't a lot of Videl no, players. No, don't do this. Don't do this. Uh, it is not it like... It's choose... not me being a Videl player. It's So, like, when you when you start in the game, like, you can choose, like, a character to, like, kind of... like Almost like a house... And you guys remember yeah. when I when I bought the game it was like right when Videl came out because I bought the game and in the season pass and everything, and I just always picked my team as like Team Videl, so like everybody's under that moniker. I'm like six hundred and twenty, six hundred fifty four. Oh, okay. I I didn't know if it was just like a Videl only thing, and it's like, no. well, she she doesn't have a beam assist and uh, she seems a little niche, but no, that's actually pretty beam solid. Beam assist awesome. for bullshit cowards. They're not. They're, no, beam assists are for when you want a combo that's literally just going to be twice as long. It's, I'm sorry, I'm a Goku Black player. I, uh, Goku Black. <laughs> Goku Black. Fucking Goku Black. Goku Black players are fucking lame. The only people who are lame. That arc is. Uh, the only people who are lame are like I, I played a guy today who had all Super Saiyan you... uh, blue characters. I was like, oh yeah, you're fucking cool. What a cool guy. Yeah, but those none of those characters are that great. Like none of them are like top tier. I'll say. Uh, Gogeta is. Cause, Gogeta is like maybe the lower top tier, maybe high high tier. 
But, like, I, I don't know. Super Saiyan Goku and Bardock GT Goku and fucking, like, the, there just seems like so much better flex picks. Like, even Super Saiyan Vegeta. Like, all the regular Super Saiyan characters seem better than their other counterparts. And Super Saiyan Trunks is pretty good, too. You know, Gotenks is still really solid. It's like, that's something about the yellow hair, man. It's OD. It's solid in fighters, man. And if you want to, it's the other thing. You, you were just talking shit about Goku Black. At least he's not Super Saiyan Goku. Super Saiyan Goku is like the fucking Ryu of the game, man. He has all the privilege in the fucking world. He has like seven Kamehamehas, which, you know, I guess that's true to Goku. Uh, but like, he's so busted, man. He's so unbelievably busted. He's only not talked about because Bardock and GT Goku are just so much worse. Like, threat. they're more, much more annoying threats to deal with. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I play Bardock. Bardock's character you play. Bardock's character you play if you want the game to play itself. To be honest, he's so fucking yeah. easy. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I I play base <sighs> Goku. Uh, because I like the come. I like the yeah. You gotta play that. You gotta play the worst Goku because you gotta still play Goku. Whatever, yeah, like, he... the, I do love the Kaioken uh like super combo. Basically, when you end it with the fucking like guy on your like at the back. Yeah. I'm not saying he. I'm saying I'm not saying he's a bad character. I'm saying out of all the Gokus, he's probably just by virtue of how good the other ones are, probably the worst Goku out of the, like the six. I don't know. He, and, well, maybe maybe Go, Goku Blue might be worse. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He he always feels good. Goku Blue. Uh, once you get once you get overhead, if you get rid of that overhead on Go, Goku Blue, he's not that impressive. Yeah, like I said, basically um, it, it feels good to play. But like I play a weird team. I play base Goku, Videl, and. Uh, uh, Goku for GT. So, like, what team is weird already? My strongest team is still Frieza, Goku Black, and Gohan, which is kind of a sweaty tryhard team besides Frieza. Frieza actually kind of sucks. Um, he's just too... he. This game doesn't really re- reward zoners all that much, unless you're fucking regular Broly. They don't. Um, like, zo- zoning just isn't that much of a great thing to do in fighters, so... There's not much Frieza has going for him. He has some cool combo setups with his laser eyes. Um, but yeah, I'd probably play Cooler over him. Cooler is is really fun. Like, if I wanted to take the game super seriously, I'd probably play, like, Cooler, a beam character, and then still play Gohan, because Gohan is just the nuts. I love Gohan. He's so... He's, he's the fucking Chun-Li of the game, man. He's so busted. Because you can do any air combo into, like, his, his grounder, his, like, uh, down heavy. Or not down heavy. His uh, aerial heavy. And then you can, like, magnetize the ground and then do his level one. And then she gets stronger. Right. That's <laughs> true. crazy. That's true. Uh-huh. Like, you can do that on anything for Gohan. And then you can do, you can, on your way down, probably do some lightning legs shit. It's like, okay. <laughs> sure. I want to I wanna get back into fighters, man. I, I haven't played that much since Broly, than, since new Broly came out. Um, and he also seems pretty fun. I just love doing the fucking stomps. Um, It'll be really neat when a sequel to that game comes out on the new generations and we can see all these characters in high fidelity. Uh, I've been holding on to that one for like five minutes now. I'm about, <laughs> about to say for like five minutes? Like, uh, yeah. I just want more of that Guilty Gear. This game has got me really into like I want it. I want that Guilty Gear game. I want it so bad. I want it's that Guilty soon. Gear game to be good because I don't know, man. I'm a little apprehensive about like 
taking away some of the options they have. I'm not saying it's going to be a casual fest, but I, you know uh, what? So here's I'm, the thing. I'm, I'm, I am. First of all, I'm like a died, died in the fucking wool, hardcore fighting game guy. I'm okay with fighting games being fucking easy. I'm okay with people being able to dial a combo because it's not. The thing about fighting games, it's never been about like being able to pull off like these hard t- combos. It's okay. How do you play the game? Do you know how to play the game? All right, now we're finding yourself and playing the game. Like it's the reason why like top tier Mortal Kombat players don't do fatalities because fatalities are bullshit. Like you only do fatalities. Well, they just they just waste time. Yeah, well they waste time. You only do fatalities if you're an asshole. Like that's that's the whole thing. Like it, it's just I don't know. I can't wait for. I don't mind a that. game catering to like to casuals in that kind of way, but like in my opinion, I feel like Dragon Ball Fighters did it pretty well. Yeah, uh, they have auto combos, but most of the auto combos aren't optimized. And you know, like if you want to do some serious damage, you'll kind of find other combos and other routes to go. If that's the route they want to go, I'm totally fine with that. But I don't know if Guilty Gear's trying to veer in a different direction for that stuff. Like, I, I almost want to see how the the Grand Blue fighting game shakes out as much as I want to see how Guilty Gear goes. They're making a, um, they're making a one piece fighting game. Anyway, dude, if they made a One Piece fighters, One Piece fighters would be hype. That other group. I'm telling you, they need to license out like the the anime properties at the Wazoo because I guarantee you, a Naruto fighters would make people lose their goddamn minds. My fucking sick Itachi loops. You know they're gonna happen. Uh, that other Grand Blue game looks pretty neat. The one that's basically just uh, <clears throat> monster Isn't that RPG. <laughs> uh, you know what else is neat? Have you... This podcast. I'm going to end it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, if you didn't notice, Kayla had to dip at some point. Yeah, um, she left. Pretty, pretty unceremoniously, but she had to go. She left, um, yeah. It's fine. So if you, if you want to catch all of our shenanigans on the internet, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Tierney. TL is at Travis L. Foster. And, and Brendan is at Brendan underscore LH. Robert is not here. We didn't even invoke his name. Who? Uh, until now. Uh, Who? Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Let me do it. Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, and Fox. Okay. Yeah, you got it. You had the hat trick. There you go. There you go. Uh, so if you want to follow Robert's musings, you can go to Travis L. Foster. Uh, if you want to... Follow this podcast on Twitter and keep up to date with what we're up to on there. It's at PNBcast. Uh, follow the site on PNBcast.com. Still working on some visuals on that site. It doesn't look like the way I want it to look, but for now, it's a good hosting site to just keep our stuff on. Uh, also, if you want to support what we do on this here show and maybe help us out a little bit, uh, go to PN- Patreon.com slash PNB. Um, we've kind of revamped a lot of the, the uh, tiers and perks and stuff. Uh, it only costs one dollar to get our exclusive shows and our early shows and stuff like that. I'd so, buy that uh, if you want to do dollar. that. Sorry. Yes, you can on Patreon.com/pnb. Um, just kind kind of help, helps keep the lights on that kind of thing. I'm looking to like uh, maybe invest in some other like audio platforms that aren't Adobe. Uh, but your options there are if you're on a Mac, you have GarageBand, and if you're on a PC, you have Audacity. So. If you want to help us out, please go to patreon.com slash PNB. We'd be very appreciative. And uh, that about does it for this week on PNB. So for myself and Kayla and Robert and Brendan and TL, 
Have a good one.